politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew for our life, liberty, property. It is all on the line and we are out of time. So we got to make a play. What is our play? That's what we'll talk about today and every day here at CR Podcast. Increasingly, your only one-stop shop of truly independent conservative talk, really pro-human talk, and pro-action talk here on this Thursday. We don't have much time left to my vacation, and uh, boy, it's going to be a tough week. I'm going to be away for the debate, but it is what it is. I got to take some family time, so we're going to try to make the best of it here I feel this sense of urgency. As we've been talking about all week, do we believe in our own talking points? We have an industry of conservative, populist, MAGA, this, Republican talk that is larger than it's ever been, more profitable than it's ever been. And they speak more emphatically in existential terms than they ever have. And yet... There has never been a greater gap between the aggressiveness of the rhetoric on the right and the flaccid nature of their actual accomplishments on the playing field of outcomes, policy outcomes, civilization outcomes. As I put on Twitter today, the Republican Party has not changed one iota at a leadership level, state legislature, governor, congressional level, senate than it did in 2016. If anything, we're actually much worse off than we were then. We might be congratulating ourselves of exposing the left more than ever, but you could expose them all day long. They are still implementing, still winning on every front. We need an inflection moment. We need a catharsis. We need to bring this to a head. And not just in 2025, we need to do it now If you care about the people and you believe in what you're saying, we need a knockdown, drag out budget fight right now. And we're going to call these people on it. We're going to corner them on their own talking points. We're going to corner them on their own commitment to their own idol himself. Where are they headed with that? So we're going to build on that and so much more today. First, before I get myself all hyped up and get you guys in a bad mood. Something that puts me in a great mood is our newest sponsor, Miracle Made Bedsheets. Okay, so one thing is I can't handle the heat. So I turn up the air conditioning when I record the show because I get so heated. I hate being hot. I hate sleeping when it's hot. And when if you if you don't have the right body temperature, you will not sleep as well. We have to keep our door closed because the kids will just barge in but then you don't have the air circulation coming into the room. And I never slept as well as when I got Miracle Made Sheets at trymiracle.com slash conservative. What's special about them? They use silver-infused fabrics that make they make temperature-regulating bedding. So you, I, I feel cooler all night. Um, it's not just very you know plush and nice material on your skin, very tactile, but... To me, the most important aspect is the thermoregulating design, and I've noticed I feel much cooler. This has become increasingly a problem. And by the way, like we we uh, changed our 
replaced our unit, our air conditioning, you know, about seven, eight years ago. It doesn't work. That's a whole other thing. Air conditioning doesn't work these days. So it's self-cooling. It's also self-cleaning. So the silver in it prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. So you don't have to wash them as often. I mean, you got to wash them at some point, but but uh, it, it's really very clean, luxurious comfort. But you know, you have a lot of brands I won't mention that are you know lux- luxurious. They're hundreds of dollars. This is much cheaper. It's designed for your skin. Um, the bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. I haven't used it long enough to attest to that, but I have had breakout problems, so we'll see what happens with that. Go to trymiracle.com slash conservative to get what I got and try the Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or a gift, here's the deal. If you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use promo code conservative, so it's the URL, trymiracle.com slash conservative, promo code conservative at checkout, you get three free towels and save an extra 20 on top of the 40. It's an unbelievable deal, um, and, and again, they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you if you're like, eh, you know, same sheets I've gotten, but if you feel like I do after your trial, um, upgrade now, upgrade your sleep. That is how you function. That's how I have so much energy. TryMiracle.com/slash/conservative with promo code conservative for 40% off plus three free towels with promo code conservative. So, folks. You can only have bad things continue to happen to us when you have an opposition that's engaged in a fake fight. This is how the COVID shots continue. This is how the border invasion continues. No one's even calling out the Biden invasion flying in tens of thousands of people. People don't know this. This is the biggest problem. I speak to my own parents sometimes, my own They know what Fox and Newsmax and whatever tell you to know. That is the problem. So they don't even know the betrayals of Trump, the betrayals of Republicans, the betrayals of McCarthy, the leverage points that we have a budget fight coming up. They get hyped up and care about what the hell you tell them to care about. I hate to be cynical, but that's that's what it is. We we make fun of the left that they just mimic the talking points of the headlines on Google and Apple News. The, the right is no different. And that's why we are where we are. Do we want to be players on the field or do we want to be announcers? Okay? Now, it's fine to be an announcer in a ball game, but that's not going to score points. And also, here's the problem with an announcer. What happens if you're the announcer at the ball game and you're announcing... There's a fire. There's a fire in the in the stadium. So, well, don't you have a responsibility to act on that? Right? You, you could say, look, I'm just calling the plays. That was a nice tackle. That was a nice pass. That was a nice defensive play. I don't have to get emotional about it or believe in it. I understand that. But if you're yelling fire as an announcer then you have an obligation, even though you're just an announcer, to evacuate the stadium. And that's the problem. I actually believe in what my colleagues don't believe. I believe they are criminalizing our speech. They are criminalizing our existence. That very in very short order, they will straight up come after people like me and these guys as well for saying what they're saying. 
So don't you have an obligation to act? And none of them can explain. What is their plan? They have Trump on like a hundred charges put together now that compute to a thousand years in prison. So even if you say that a lot of them they won't convict, there is statistically no way that between all of these blue city venues, they will not convict him on at least something to give him a few years in prison. There is no way. Otherwise, you don't believe in your own talking points. They say, they're going to convict. You can't get a fair trial in a blue city. Oh, but Trump, 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 he's going to get elected and we're good. Well, what do you mean? I thought you said they're going to convict him. Do you even believe your own talking points? Because I do. Because I have seen it with the self-defense cases, with the BLM cases. It is a new Jim Crow. We are living in a new Jim Crow where in a blue city, if you are not of their political ilk and the trial in any way implicates a political issue, you're done. And obviously Trump himself is the ultimate thing. You have one of the grand jurors in Atlanta bragging about how excited she is to try the, a former president. So I thought we all believed in that. So no one has explained, what is your plan to keep him out of prison? What is your plan? And again, you can have all these fake polls you want, but the reality is the fundamentals that he cannot win a general election are still there. And certainly it's not likely enough that you could count on it. What is your plan? And then, yeah, as a secondary, they're coming for all of us. The grooming, the border, the vaccine, the cost of living. It's not just a cost of living. Like I said about the air conditioning, they're taking every product away from us. I actually believe this. I'm the sucker who believes it. That's the thing. I mean, whether you agree or disagree with me, one thing I think you all know is what I say is my own talking points, my own beliefs. I don't straddle the fence. I don't modify my views for anyone. I'm, I've been consistent for the 15 years I've been doing this and having a professional byline. Never wavered. And, and I so much believe in it that I feel like I need to personally get on the playing field. I need to try to create my strike force teams and get involved in the legislative sessions, get involved in primaries, put my name on the line, lose a bunch of primaries because it's the right thing to do to, to push for people. You can't just say what I'm saying. Most of what I'm saying, they agree with. But it's like, like I keep telling you, I would be at peace if we would be like, man, every, every state legislator, every governor, every state AG, every Senate primary in a red state, it's peddled to the metal, and we're, and we're focusing on the budget battle, we're focusing on the state legislative sessions, we're focusing on pressuring the governors to do what DeSantis is doing, times five. All right, but then somehow they're taken in by Trump, they want him over DeSantis. Okay, I, I, I don't care. The main reason I want DeSantis is to bolster the aforementioned goals. So if you're doing that, so then, you know, who's in the Oval Office? Again, I have very, I have a very modest view of what a president in a vacuum can do to the federal government. Realistically, it's way too late. And I know a lot of people that are around Governor DeSantis himself that share that, that view as well. 
It's the main reason is because we don't have a movement. We don't have a party. We don't have anyone saying, look what Florida did. What the hell is with Idaho and Wyoming and Texas and Oklahoma and Tennessee and South Carolina, all these states? And then do that and do it times five. Build off of what he, what he did. And then there's the GOP control of the House. Which is what I want to get to. Which is so important. But first, our next sponsor today, our friends at Patriot Mobile. Again, we're all like, the woke companies, the woke companies. But then we continue supporting them. We'll be like, well, Daniel, I have no choice. That's true for a lot of products, not for mobile service. We have one Christian conservative wireless company, Patriot Mobile. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you can get the best possible service in your area, minus the leftist propaganda. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message and you're also giving money indirectly to free speech, religious freedom, sanctity of life, Second Amendment. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team. All the other ones routed to India. So you could deal with them easily. Call them 878-PATRIOT or use uh, the URL patriotmobile.com slash CR. Then give offer code CR to get free activation. Ask about their guaranteed coverage today. Again, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, action speaks louder than words. PatriotMobile.com slash CR 878Patriot to make the switch today. So speaking of action speaking louder than words. So today, Chip Roy woke up early in the morning, sent texted me this. He did a Twitter thread laying down the gauntlet. And he said, we have 45 days left until the end of the fiscal year to prove that we'll fight for Americans. And he, he lists a whole list of things, the two-tiered weaponized justice system, the open borders, the spending and inflation, the Green New Deal. The only thing he didn't mention was the vaccines, and that's because he's speaking to his colleagues, that it's so far beyond them that they wouldn't even know what he's talking about. So he left that out. That's how pathetic these losers are. And he's like, we will not fund a penny to, to these agencies unless this changes. And again, I, I want to I make this very clear. I, wanna, I don't know if I've explained it in this way until now, so I want to add the following point. The easiest branch of government from which to originate a budget fight or really prosecute a budget brinkmanship, force an inflection moment in the nation with, with, the, with the coverage over a potential shutdown and, and then possibly going to a shutdown, well, why are we doing this? Because these SOBs are taking away our life, our bodily autonomy, our culture, our borders, our products, our prosperity. We can't afford a living. They don't want us to afford a living. They're locking people up based on political views. That's how you command attention. And... The House is the easiest branch to do it, right? Because in the Senate, unless you have 60 votes, you can't really pass a bill. The House with a simple majority, you can. And most bills originate in the House. They have all the leverage. Republicans have not controlled the House coinciding, or their control of the House has not coincided with a expiring deadline of funding of the United States federal government 
since 2018 when they lost control. I want you guys to think of how our world has changed since 2018. I want you to think about the economy. I want you to think about the cost of living, the scarcity and quality of, of products and services that you rely on. I don't know about you, but I can certainly say since around then is when I have not saved a penny. I have not netted a penny in savings since then. And many months I go negative because of the cost of living. And I know a lot of you are in the same boat. Everything from COVID, the Great Reset on down. Obviously, BLM was taken to the next level that basically made it that if you are a white individual, you don't have the right to self-defense. If you're up against the system, you'll be thrown in prison for 20 years for doing nothing. We had J6, we had, we had BLM. We had Ukraine. We had all of these arsons of our society. Sometimes, literally, you wonder Hawaii, you wonder the Canadian wildfires, who knows? We have, pre-2018, I would not have said our government is more of an evil threat than China and North Korea. Now I will, because it clearly is. This is the first leverage point to say that we will fund our government, but we will not fund anything that is evil, breaks the social compact, harms our prosperity, harms our liberty, harms our ability to grow and prosper families in America. We will not fund a Department of Homeland Security that is spying on political opponents, working campaigns for one party, but at the same time is working with the cartels to fly in tens of thousands of dangerous individuals who don't belong in this country. And yet, Kevin McCarthy has sat down with Chuck Schumer and has already worked out, no, we're going to fund it until December. Again, once you break that ice that we've come in with this more aggressive, most conservative house ever than ever before, and you have your first deadline, well, actually, we're going to continue funding it, but we'll fight next time. You are done. This is it. Why are none of my colleagues calling for a budget fight? Because they don't give a damn about outcomes. They would rather talk about it. Because, see, to them, if you speak to them, and I, I've noticed they, they're actually in a very good mood, despite their fake outrage. They, they believe they are being more successful than ever, and they are. Forget about Twitter, even on Rumble, a lot of them have found ways to make a lot of money and get a lot of clicks. And I give them credit. They're better at doing that than I am. I'm not a good businessman, I guess. And they're having a grand old time. They don't give a damn about you. None of them do. It's all a game. It's all a show. But I was like, all right, you don't care about the grooming. You don't care about the border. You don't care about the biomedical security state. You don't care about the inflation, the green fascism. But the Ukraine grift. But what about Mitha Trump? I mean, Mitha Trump is going to go to jail. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. One of two things is happening. Either Trump and his people are in with DOJ. I don't have evidence of that. I'm not, I'm not asserting it. But I'm just saying Trump's behavior 
he's not acting like he's scared he's going to get locked up. And there's something funny about that because logically, there's no, if we believe, they're saying he can't get a trial. All my colleagues say that. Can't get a fair trial. It doesn't make any sense. What are you relying upon to keep him out of prison if you don't have a defund fight? And like I said, on the local ones, refuse to cooperate and show up. Push interposition in the states. DeSantis, people don't understand. DeSantis, for the first time in American history, went out and said he would break his relationship with NYPD. And they still dump on him and say it's not enough. And Trump self-deported. I I don't understand it. So either they're in on it or they're so deluded that they don't believe their own talking points. They have so much muscle memory that they're so used to saying things they don't believe are imminent. So just saying, oh, this is where where they're going to lock us up. But but then everything else, they go along thinking not. How could you not say that Kevin McCarthy, who is Trump's handpicked person, should come back into session, pass a DOJ funding bill, and make it clear this is the only DOJ funding bill we will pass. It will fund DOJ, but it will not fund. It will not fund any bit of funding for the Jack Smith prosecutions. It's that simple. It's that simple. And I would make it a criminal act for the FBI to collude with the Atlanta and Manhattan DAs. Again, we are told it's a slam dunk. So if it's a slam dunk, they should be able to articulate this in publicized. Can you imagine the 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 how highly publicized this would be? You would come back in August recess when Biden's out of town, Chuck Schumer's out of town, and you hold a hearing, hold it outside, hold it at some place symbolic, and. Do a hearing on this and spell it out, chapter and verse. Give your case. And then push to defund. And stand behind it, midnight, October 1st. We have no choice. We cannot wait until 2025 to deal with inflation, to deal with the invasion, to deal with the grooming. Like When you look at what has happened over the last two years in the velocity of children thinking they're the opposite gender, you look at the speed to which they're implementing their agenda. We, we need an inflection moment. Notice I'm not saying we need Ron DeSantis. Like they're saying Trump. Because that wouldn't be until January 20th, 2025. I actually believe in my own talking points. We need this so much more. This is what we need right now. And they're not calling for it. Because they are frauds. Utter, unmitigated frauds. Every one of them. Every damn... You know what's funny? Tim Poole, this guy that's all big... I never heard of him until a few months ago. But he's like this big hero, right? IQ of three. So, comes out, he's like, you know, what if Trump didn't show up to Atlanta? Like, he's the first person to think of this. Like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't show up. You know, DeSantis needs to say that he's gonna not help. I'm like, he already did, you effer. And Trump self-deported to Manhattan, you schmuck. 
it, they're so retarded, these people. Amit the Trump. We have seven years of conservative media that refuses to tell the truth about their own self-professed beliefs. Okay? Chris Christie's horrible. I'm glad Trump made fun out of him. Okay. How many people, average voters know, Republican voters know, that Chris Christie was hated universally by the Republican Party after he was widely credited with, because of the actions he did praising Obama and hugging him with Hurricane Sandy in the final days of the 2012 election, they credit him with electing um, Barack Obama. And because of the bridge gate, he left office with a 10% approval rating. He was dead even with the establishment. He tried to run for president in 2016, got three votes. Trump resurrected his dead carcass on the side of the road and brought him in as a top advisor who chose Christopher Ray and many other people, by the way. And it's not like, all right, you have to unite the party. There's certain establishment people that you just have to deal with. He was a dead. No one liked him. That's what he did. He resurrected even the worst establishment members that even the establishment didn't like. He brought in the biggest globalists because the thing about Trump that Tucker himself and everyone admitted and knows is that it's all about flattery and it's such a danger. It's a security problem to our views. Why? Because it is precisely the sleaziest of the establishment that will manipulate that and get in. And they did that. And they're still doing that. Why do you think Lindsey Graham's around him? You see, let's say on the more MAGA side and establishment side, and it's really blurred, there's the, the kind of true believer. So you could be, there's four matrices, four boxes. You could be a true believer establishment a grifter establishment. You could be a true believer MAGA and, and a grifter one. Trump, if you look around him, he has the grifting, disgusting MAGA and the grifting, disgusting establishment. Watch carefully. It's Laura Loomer or Lindsey Graham types. Just disgusting human beings. Every one of them has moral problems around them. And... That's why, like, you're not going to find the true believer, America first. And then, like, Chris Sununu. I, you know I hate the guy. He doesn't believe in what we believe. But he is true to his beliefs. Like, he's like, Trump is a cancer. I'll never support him. Whereas the Chris Christie's of the world, what they did, before, now he's retaliating because eventually he kicked him out. They kissed up to him because they're sleazy much sleazier than Sununu, who's more principled in his establishment views. Those are the type of people that will continue kissing up to him. And that's how they got his endorsement to preemptively nuke every one of our primary challenges. But the base knows nothing about this. How many know he preemptively endorsed McConnell, not in 2016, in 2020? No one knows about that. And, and that's what I want to get to here. The New Yorker has a story out. I don't I haven't verified it, but I'm assuming it's true. That DeSantis's campaign did an internal poll. And they polled people about COVID. 
and they asked them, what do you think of lockdowns? And then the second question was, do you believe Trump is responsible for the COVID lockdowns? So about 70% said lockdowns were bad, which is kind of disappointing. Should be 100%, but okay. But at the same time, 70% disagreed with the statement that Trump was responsible. Folks, as you well understand, I'm not someone that just came around because of DeSantis a few months ago and is retroactively resurrecting, digging up things on Trump, on Google. I live this. I advocated through it. I wrote about it. Any contact I had within the Trump administration, I begged, I, we, you know, and we had a lot of people who agreed, but they were outgunned and outmanned by the Chris Christie's that were brought in. Do you know, I wrote a column. I, I verified, I checked it up a couple days after the election. And I was like, Trump, I was like, congratulations. You got to watch out. Here are the top establishment people that are wiggling their way into the admin, and you have to make sure they don't get in. And Chris Christie was one of the ones on my list. I particularly warned about him becoming attorney general. He didn't in the end, but in some ways he was worse. He was a top White House advisor. I warned about it at the time. Okay? So same thing with COVID. You you went through this with me. We were, We begged him. This is not a matter of, just a few days in March. The entirety of his presidency until January 2021, he never swore it off. January 15th, after the election, when they were lynching him, the White House, not just the deep state, the White House was calling up DeSantis and saying, you need to have masks and social distancing. Google it. Google January 2021, White House Task Force, COVID masks, Florida, something like that. And you'll see a bunch of local news articles, a couple of national ones too, but local Florida reports on that. It is unreal. He he ran campaign ads touting Fauci saying that, in Fauci's voice, Trump never deviated from anything I said. This is October. In June, July already, people in Florida, they had these, um, you know, these planes that that have, messages they they fly around with messages they were saying trump uh desantis is killing us going unmasked he needs to mask have a mask mandate vivek ramashmucky a year and a half later as a private citizen was pimping masks he is the governor of the third largest state and the biggest Vacation destination, we're going to have a lot of people coming. And, you know, back then, the, the, the assumption was you're spreading the virus. Stood up to it and jousted with the localities on it. While this man was nothing but a talker. And two years later, Farmer Swampy. He's a pharma AI bot. All he does is talk. And my colleague goes, that sounds so beautiful. Hey, schmuckos, we've been going 15 effing years. 30, 40 years with talkers. There's nothing new about smooth talkers. We have one doer since Reagan. One. But that's the thing. Trump pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. But the base ignored it and ignored it. They refused. Tucker Carlson refused to hold. Well, in fact, Tucker actually got Trump into the lockdowns. It's a whole nother 
dirty little secret there. Won't own, on, won't own up to that. They avoided him. So the people reflect that. They don't get it. They don't get it. I could list 200 betrayals he did. The average Republican voter won't know about any of them. And again, we lived it and we begged him. Scott Atlas got his debut on The Blaze. I I believe Steve was first. I had him on that same week. Fox News picked him up based off of that. And then Trump saw him on Fox, brought him in. We were like, finally, finally in August, we're going to change things. And then he was like, hey, go fight it out with Debbie and, and, and Tony. And that's what his entire administration was. We had good guys in. But the bad guys were always more numerous and more powerful and ultimately had the ear of the number one man who was Jared Kushner, his own son-in-law. We lived this. What am I supposed to do? Lie to you? It would be easier. I could say everything I'm saying about COVID, the vaccines, Ukraine, whatever the issue is. And it would be right on, right on, as long as I don't mention that the guy kind of did. What the hell? All this debt-driven inflation. Daniel, you're right. The freaking Bidenomics. Well, um, three-quarters of that spending was put into motion under you-know-who. And the guy doing all this stuff you don't like at the Federal Reserve, you know Biden didn't appoint him, Jerome Powell. You know he was a holdover from Trump because he was so amazing. From Biden's perspective. What am I supposed to do? Do you you want me to lie to you? Do you want me to stop talking about this? And then Trump sits around with Laura Loomer. She is a vile, disgusting human being. Saying Casey DeSantis faked her cancer. Like, is that okay? Nick Funtes? Like, these are the people he associates with. It's all good. If DeSantis has a follower that he never met with three followers on Twitter that's being a little whiny, you're turning people off. I'm all for DeSantis, but now I'm not. But then somehow you have people dehumanizing that literally are Trump wanted to appoint Laura Loomer as his secretary, his press secretary, and that's all good. The former Miami mayor who jousted... Like, like some people were upset. Well, we're still having mass in certain localities in Florida. What's with DeSantis? And eventually he won. But part of what took him time is because the mayor was an animal. You want to talk about a globalist rhino animal that is the antithesis of what people voted for in Trump. It's the Miami former mayor. He's running around with Trump in Iowa now, trashing DeSantis. And he was the lockdown animal. Orwell's got nothing on this. This is like, I I don't know what to do anymore. I have never seen in the course of human history people that are more pathetic and subversive to their own passionately stated views than almost every one of my colleagues. I don't understand it. It is utterly pathetic and indefensible. 
and they will be judged according according to their own self-recognized truths that they claim to recognize. They will be judged by that. Pathetic human beings. People don't associate it with him. That's that's the problem. So DeSantis now has a quandary. What are you supposed to do when you run in a primary and the overwhelming majority of voters like have no idea what you're talking about? Because seven years of self-evident truths of positions Trump has been taking, policies he did, personnel he saddled up to or downright appointed are just lost on people because they were never told about it. He was mollycoddled. And to this day, it's gotten it's worse than ever. He's gotten worse than he's ever been. And it's a complete lockdown. I'm just telling you, if he were ever to become president, the only people who would serve in his administration are those who assuage his ego. The only people who do are the most disgusting elements of, I don't even want to call it MAGA because they don't believe in anything. But if you want to call it right, then call it that. Your Brucewitzes, your Laura Loomers, your Bruce Genders. I wouldn't be surprised if he picks Bruce Genders as his VP, by the way. Or at, le- at least Rick Grinnell. And then you're going to have the Lindsey Graham sort of establishment people that just want to ride, ride the wave. And nobody will criticize it. That is such a problem. You know, you know, I I could tell you, the people around that like DeSantis, if they have a whiff of a policy they don't like, they're all all over his case, because they're not about DeSantis. They're about their stated views, and a politician, even a very good one, a good person, it's just a means to an end, and never ever 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 lose sight of that, and change your direction to accommodate an individual. No one's perfect, and you don't want to become, you know, uh, just Russian roulette here. And you don't want to start eating your own. You do it respectfully. We're like, hey, time for a course correction. And a lot of people felt the DeSantis campaign, his governance is amazing. Campaign was lackluster, and, you know, people have raised that concern, and there's been a leadership change, and... uh what I do know is the, you know, it's kind of like Ted Cruz was awesome his first few years and then just tailed off. It was, those were the years that Chip Roy was his top staffer. Once Chip left, it went downhill. So the guy who had, who's really responsible for everything he's done on the governing side, James Oopmeyer, he became the chief, the, he was chief of staff, he became the campaign manager. And that, that you should, you know, definitely start to see a change there. But it is what it is. I don't, you know, that's not my top agenda item. I've been doing this long before I ever imagined he'd be, you know, a presidential candidate, you know, governor or anything. We have no, we don't believe in anything. Do you know that Politico has an article now? There's this left wing activist. They have a whole article out how Laura Loomer is working with the liberal media to attack DeSantis. And you see it. You see it all over. They're all working together. They have all these contrived polls. Have you ever seen so many polls before? Like, I know Trump is ahead. 
But some of these polls are so unrealistic, and then you break them out. So if you look at the general election polling, they start to show suddenly, suddenly the media is even promoting that Trump is ahead of Biden. Like Larry Sabato and all these, they're like, they believe Trump is Hitler. But suddenly now they're like, they're saying these nice things about Trump. It's so bizarre, but it's very predictable. And one of the things that is going on is that you look at polls that start to show Trump very competitive with Biden suddenly. And DeSantis is all the way down, of course. And you're thinking like, wow, okay, maybe maybe he's competitive. But then you look in the internal numbers, and it's like 5 plus 5 equals 28. So they, they'll show let, – let's say Biden won the black vote by a net of 60 or so. They'll show Biden only winning the black vote by 20. And it's like there's no candidate ever that will do that. You know, I don't care who you run. That's, that's not true. And so there, it's designed as a PSYOP. Now, the DeSantis campaign needs to put out their own PSYOP polls, their own push polls, and do the opposite. But this is what they're doing. This guy, Philip, Philip Kowski, he's a left-wing activist, said he's in contact with Laura Loomer and people affiliated with Trump's campaign. It's not a boost. It's, 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 it's not to boost Trump, but to upend their mutual enemy, DeSantis. The system will tell you who they're scared of. They're, they're not scared of announcers. They're not scared of talkers. They're scared of doers. They're like, holy hell, this guy actually believes it, and he'll actually do it. It is so sad what you are seeing. Again, again, if, if my colleagues were doing everything else right, but they want to support Trump, I wouldn't care. But then when I started seeing there's one thing to support Trump, there's another thing to be okay with every left-wing thing he does, every repugnant thing he does, every repugnant person around him, and then every good thing DeSantis does is worthless. How do you bridge that gap where two months ago you were, you were praising all this and now it, it makes no sense? It makes no sense sense and it is extremely dark and by the way it, it, it's not just a matter of the typical things the GOP has until now it's it's profits it's it's group think they're scared Trump's gonna come after them Don Jr. has brought his the Trump business model to politics this public square he started look at the top people they're all partners in it and if they're not partners in that, they're partners in Brad Pascarell's digital army he created for digital influencers and they get a cut out of it. They're all a part of it. And, and, and it, it is so corrupt. The, the Trump movement is the most Orwellian thing I've ever seen. They embody everything they rail against. That's why... There, there's no Republican president who ever railed against the Koch brothers, right? And yet there's no other Republican who ever brought that many Koch alumni into the White House and literally ran his domestic policy agenda, literally had him stand down during the riots to pander to the black vote. 
Everything I am telling you is incontrovertibly true, and it's not like, like you don't even have to rely on private conversations. This is all open source. We lived through it. You know, I I try to only assert what I can prove publicly. There's certainly a lot more where that came from. I want you to understand where I'm coming from. You know, I I was I was. Everyone's worldview is shaped by Trump. St- Steve had a great monologue on this uh, this week. He talked about there are people that literally, in order to comport to Trump, would throw everything out, or in order to hate on Trump, they throw everything out. So you have David French. He used to be, you know, a pretty respected social conservative writer, maybe a little establishmenty, but very strong Christian social conservative. And now he's going around speaking at gay churches because, like. I mean, ironically, he's landing in the same place as Trump, but you know what I mean? He just went the other direction. And I have always been steady because my worldview was shaped long before Trump ever came on the scene. So what happened was within the conservative movement, when Trump initially came, one half was like, he's our savior. The other half was like, he's going to destroy our beautiful movement and party. (laughs) And then there was me and I was like, look. I'm not worried about him destroying the movement and party because it's already destroyed. There's nothing there. I've been trying to fix it. I'm just warning you, he's not what you think he is. And, you know, he's going to subvert it. He's going to co-opt it. Um, he's going to create a cult around it, but ultimately not do it. And I warned about Jared Kushner. I warned about all this stuff. Then he won. Now, I could have been whiny every day and said, look, see, he's betraying. He's betraying. I'm telling you he's going to betray you. But instead, what I did was I tried to make it work and make my predictions not come true. So everything I do on the phone, I'm on the phone with state legislatures, campaigns, trying to work the red states. I had a lot of friends who are very good, a lot of friends in the in the White House and the various departments, but almost never were the top level. That was the problem. And I worked and worked and we always we pitched ideas. And and two two or three times Trump was shown my immigration ideas in the Oval Office. I can confirm that. And and he actually was like, hey, who is this guy? I, I like that idea. Ken Cuccinelli explained this exactly. You put a good right-wing idea in front of it, he'll like it. But the problem is all these other flaws. That he has no consistent worldview. Nothing is ever going to trump him his own self-survival. Doesn't know the issues. Is subject to flattery rather than looking at people that are fighters for our views. So every second we were always... The, the line we always used are, were, were, was the fact that we are always playing in a way game. With him, we are playing in a way game. We had a say. We had a voice. Um, but we were always playing in a way game. And that's what it's like. And none of my colleagues even want to call. Why are none of my colleagues pushing him to save his own hide with a defund fight? Why have none of my colleagues ever pushed Trump 
to endorse people like Chris McDaniel, to endorse a lot of people who, who bled for him and supported him very early on. Okay? Why have none of them pushed him to take a stand on so many critical issues? Why are none of them pushing him on the vaccines? And again, let me just show you why this is so important. Everyone's like, we have to lie on the ground for abortion. This from the UK Independent. Updated COVID vaccines are expected to become available in the US next month as alarm grows over a new variant dubbed Eris, e.g. 5-1 subvariant. Basically, they have now, this is from Reuters, they have a new variant. They're, uh, the CDC recommends keeping up to date and they're going to come out with it either the third or fourth week of September. So we have a shot we know that causes more COVID, causes more respiratory illnesses, causes more autoimmune, causes sudden death, causes long-term heart damage. I, I mean, listen to Dr. Mackis' presentation on my show yesterday. Like, even I've been behind the eight ball. I didn't, it, this is open in the news. The number of pilots that dropped dead the last week, like mid-flight, on major airlines, two in India, one from Miami to Chile. Young, healthy pilots, all of them. This is insane. We're not even defunding the COVID shots. How many millions have to die? And we have not moved the needle one inch. We have not moved the needle on the GOP one inch. And this is a man who thinks this is the greatest thing alive. You Tell me how it is defensible to support this man. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. But nothing changes. Nothing changes with this man. Doesn't call for anything. Doesn't back up his own people. And, and never forget, we had a warning as to what would happen with this DeSantis-Trump dynamic in the first week of January, January with the speaker's fight. When all my colleagues... Remember we said the same thing, like the same thing about DeSantis. Wait a minute. This guy's giving you everything you claim to want or most of what you claim to want. Why don't you take yes for an answer? So it's the same thing. Everyone's like, why don't people stand up? Why don't people... So we had a group of 20 that organized it very well. And even the media felt there was about 48-hour period where McCarthy looked like he was going to fall. And then Trump yelled and dressed down all of his best allies, including Matt Gates, some of his best allies, Lauren Boebert, and said, you have to stand down. And all of conservative media followed his cue, as they always will, and dumped on them, savaged them. And that's why we have McCarthy. We have inflation, a second round of inflation because of all the treasuries that they dumped on the market to service that debt. And by the way, it's too much. The yields are going crazy because it's supply and demand. In order to get China, the world is dumping treasuries now. The first time ever. And this has a lot to do with them moving away from the dollar as the reserve currency. This is, go this is the end. 
The reason they were able to get away with this for years, the debt, without suffering consequences, because everyone wanted treasuries. That's that's over. McCarthy betrayed us on the debt ceiling. We started off with two leverage points, the debt ceiling and the September 30th funding bill. He betrayed us on one. We have one left. Trump and all of his asshole supporters, and I don't mean your average person who thinks he's fighting for us. I mean the talk show hosts. They know better. They know exactly what they're doing. They have a responsibility to make it right. You broke it. You own it. You own Kevin McCarthy. And now this is your own idol. I know you don't care about the people, but don't you care about Trump? Why is there no call? There's this indelible image of Marjorie Taylor Greene shoving her phone with Trump on the other line. A, a, a cameraman caught it. I think it says, like, you know, an iPhone will have the name. I think it says, like, President Trump on it or whatever. Into Matt Rosendale's hands. And by the way, Matt Rosendale refused to take the call. And now Matt Rosendale is unlikely to get any support for a Senate bid because Trump hates him. So this is a world we... Matt Rosendale, by the way, is the most, like, MAGA guy. He's the leader on anti-Ukraine. You cannot get a more hardcore guy than that ever in Congress. Like, ever. Like, the few things that the MAGA people don't like about Chip Roy, that doesn't apply to Matt Rosendale. And now, just like DeSantis is may as well be Lisa Murkowski, Matt Rosendale is may as well be Mitt Romney. He's a dirtbag. And Bruce Jenner and Rick Grinnell and Carrie Effin Lake and Elise Stefanik and Kevin McCarthy and Christy Nome, these are the heroes. This is a movement I cannot be a part of. This is what I fought against my whole life long before these people knew where the bathroom was in doing this. Long before Trump was a thing. This is the sort of presentation you will not hear anywhere else. The sorts of information you will not hear any, anywhere else. The perspective you will not hear anywhere else. I have nothing to gain from this. Do you know the only... I, I have a camera I'm sitting in front of even though I only do audio because I use it for interviews. Do you know that in the last number of months, I basically just do Steve Dace and that's it. I'm invited on no other show. And without that, I have no way of growing this show. It's devastating to my um, you know, business model, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it because at the end of the day, this world is temporary. You will be judged, and there's a main world, and it's just not worth it. It's not worth having a few extra $100,000. It's just not worth it. And that's why Steve and I gave away the proceeds from our remaining book sales at fourthreichbook.com. If you buy it, it's marked up because it's a fundraiser for two people that were had their lives destroyed by our military, uh, Major Dr. Sam Sigaloff and Lieutenant Mark Bashaw. We'll have Bashaw on when I come back from vacation at some point. Even though I, I actually badly do need the money, but screw that. I am thankful for you 
You are all I have. When you when you guys send me email, my email is danielharwitz at startmail.com. You're like, I didn't know anyone else thinks like that. Well, I feel the same way. It's an honor of a life that I have you guys with so many other options and, and limited time willing to listen to me. And, you know, all I ask is if you could send it around to everyone you know and let them know that this is something different. Join our ConAction teams, ConAction.network. We're starting one in Texas soon. Um, if you want to join a team, tell us about yourself there. Action, 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 getting on the playing field. And if you could give us a five-star rating on iTunes so we we grow, you know, that's the only way I have so I don't have to sell myself out. But again, I have nowhere to turn. I don't even know anyone else, you know, aside from Steve who's on message. But remember, it's not about any one person, any one presidential election. It's a matter of whatever the election is, whatever the issue is, they will never, ever focus on the issue that matters in the way it matters at the time it actually matters. Because it is all a scam. It's all self-promotion. And they're going to keep this going on. But you know what? Their day will come. Their day will come. Because if we are continue to be ineffective in actually implementing things, they will arrest them one day. It sucks because we'll be arrested too. And I actually believe that. So I'm actually fighting for that. But they don't believe that. And they're pathetic. Amos 5.15, folks. Amos 5.15. That is where it's at. And the bottom line is Micah 6.8. All we can do is speak the truth, do justice, walk discreetly with God. And remember, there will be a judgment date. There is a judgment. All that grift is not worth it. So many people we see die young. Life goes by fast. Goes by in a wink. Life is very short. God put us on this earth to project his honor. To stand and fight for godly values and to implement them as much as we can whenever it's in our ability to do so. That's what this should be about. Nothing more, nothing less. And that is my promise to you of one more day this week. Till then, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening.